Please keep your sexy thoughts about me and our guests to yourselves and enjoy. Hello, lovely humans. I'm Wildly, and you are listening to Sex Stories, a podcast where I ask guests as many detailed questions about their sex lives as they will let me. She is 24, a German who lives in Germany, cis female, using the pronouns she, her, mostly heterosexual, not really kinky, I always say not kinky yet, and she's a student. Welcome, Lola. Hi. (laughs) Will you start out by just giving our listeners a few words about your current sexual self? Okay, my current sexual self. I am in my first like long-term partnership right now, so that's giving a I get different opportunities to explore my sexual self with a partner now. Yeah. So that's interesting. And then um or I guess I what's important for right now, we want to dive in right away is I had an abortion like 2 months ago, Holy which is God. also which has changed how I want to be touched and like how I perceive sex, at least like right now. Um, so yeah, I would say those are like the two main things right now. Can you say a little bit more before we go back in time about how it's changed, how you feel about being touched? Yeah, I, I think that my body is like remembers the, the process, the operation, because I had an operational abortion. Yeah, so I feel like there, there's some trauma just like from the process stuck in my vagina mm. somehow. And then also it's just emotions around it. So yeah. it's not that I'm I'm not necessarily afraid of getting pregnant again. Um, it's just, yeah, I don't, like some things I just suddenly don't like. I still like like deep and strong touches and also like, I don't know, hard sex, so to say, as in like going deep and hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But I like it to be slower, more like a massaging motion, kind of massaging kind of heart, not a like rabbit fucking kind of heart. Yeah, yeah. Well said. Okay. <laughs> well, we will come back to that. But for now, I want to travel back in time to your early years. And can you please tell us when you first heard about sex? I don't, like, I was trying to remember this. I don't know when the first time was that I heard about sex, but I was like playing sex with my adults. I don't mm. know when I was like, four or five years old like very early and like also playing sex with a friend when I was still in kindergarten I think so apparently I knew what it was early on (laughs) do you remember what the feeling around sex in your household growing up was we didn't talk about it much I know that my parents made a point and I know that because they told me afterwards or like when I was older they made a point of making like nudity normal and not making it weird so like I could go in the bathroom when they were showering or just getting out of the shower and it was like never an issue. And I know they gave me like a book of kind of like how babies are made. Mm-hmm. Um, but we didn't talk about it much. It was only like when I had questions or when it came up, then we talked about it. Do you remember any of those conversations? I remember. It's the first of this one thing about the book I want to say, because there's like this one quote from the book that's stuck in my head and I think it's so funny. Um, because uh, it was like a little comic and then a little girl said like oh well but if sex feels so good why don't people do it like all day every day <laughs> and then the explanation was well you know sex is kind of like rope skipping it's very fun but you just can't do it all day long <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing 
that is amazing. So it was, I remember when I was in, I think it was third grade, at least like primary school. And we were like on a class trip. And then the boys were like using the word condom and making jokes about it. And I know that all that I got from it was like, oh, like the boys in my class make these like naughty jokes about it. So like condoms are something bad and weird. And mm. I don't want anything to do with it. <laughs> then I went home and told my mother like, oh, like the boys were talking about condoms and she was like yeah your father and I use condoms and then like I was crushed I was crying I was crying my eyes out <laughs> because I was so shocked that my parents were doing this like dirty dirty thing or something yeah yeah and I remember then my mother like explaining me different contraception things and like explaining a little bit about sex Oh, wow. And do you have siblings <laughs> as well, or are you an only child? I have a younger sister, okay. but we are five and a half years apart. Okay, so not a ton of, like, learning crossover there. Yeah, not so much. Did you ever educate her on anything sexually? Maybe. So we are very open, like my sister and I, and we are very close. We talk about pretty much everything. And then also, like, I got sexually active with, like, with partners when I was, like, 1920 mm-hmm. and my sister much earlier so okay. we're, like we, we, we were starting sex kind of the same yeah. years and then we could exchange information and you did but, okay yeah we, we educated each other I would say how was that I never had that experience that sounds I fantasize that it would be great to have a sister to like talk about sex with yeah I think it's really great yeah, <laughs> and also because we have very um yeah, we like different things. We have different experiences and different people that we have sex with. So yeah. it's, uh, yeah, yeah, it's always new ideas as well. Um, and will you just give our listeners, because a lot of us listening are American, can you give us some context for, you talked about nudity and openness. How normal is that in Germany? I think sometimes Americans have this idea that like Europeans are naked all the time and they don't care. <laughs> so can you speak to a little bit about what the actual like culture that you, you personally grew up in is like? Yeah. Like at most lakes, um, there is like a part where people are naked. Or it's it's not so weird if like in some more distant corner of the lake, there are naked people lying around. Mm-hmm. And then we have, is it it's sauna, right? Mm-hmm. Is it a word? Yeah. And spa. Like, like, like mostly. Because you guys have like a sauna is like a room, but you also have the like spas that have all the different mm-hmm. pools and all the different. Ah, okay. Right. But then I'm then I'm meaning sauna. It's like okay. always nude saunas here as well, and yeah. their nudity is very normal. Yeah. But I don't think that like apart from nude bathing and sun bathing. And what about the culture around sex specifically? Like, do people kind of like not talk about it, or is it a little bit more talked about? I think in most of my friend groups, I am the most open about okay. sex, and like them. <laughs> Like, I will be the first to, like, talk about nudity and feminism and sexuality and things like that. But then people join the conversation. It is something that you have to start, but then people are willing to share. All my friends are willing to share. And also, I made a a nude calendar with a friend of mine. Oh, (laughs) when? When? Tell me more. (laughs) Um, So the story is that, like, two boys from another friend group had made a nude calendar like just for fun like putting um like funny what's the word cheesy uh like cheesy quotes on it and like they were not showing their penises but 
were naked on yeah. the photos and like they were giving the ke these calendars to a bunch of friends and so they were hanging like <laughs> everywhere and people like everyone that i talked to thought they were very funny and then i started the conversation of like well would it like also be just funny if two women did it mm -hmm. or would it be like oh like they need to present themselves mm -hmm. naked mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then two female friends of mine and I, we decided to do a calendar. And then they both said, or like they changed their mind later on, unfortunately. Yeah. But then I uh, asked another friend, a male friend, whether he wanted to do it. And he was very, uh, very eager to join. And so then we started to taking all the photos in November. Mm -hmm. And we also had to take like summer and spring photos. It yes. was so cold. Oh, no. <laughs> and so... Yeah, we did that. It was very fun. We also had, had for a couple of photos, other friends joining us. And like I showed my boobs, but we did, both didn't show our like penises and all of us. Yeah. And I gave it to my parents, to like family and friends <laughs> and really a bunch of people. What did your parents say? <laughs> they weren't surprised. By now they're not surprised anymore. And also like, because I mean, we wanted to like explicitly make a like, funny being naked is normal calendar yes, yes. and not like a sexy kind of calendar. Totally. I love that. Oh, yes. So <laughs> tell me a little bit more about your other understandings of sex growing up. You know, when did you start touching yourself? When did you start touching other people? Tell us all the things. I started masturbating. I don't remember when I started. Of course, at first, like I didn't know it was masturbating. Yes. What I always used to do is we had this swing in the garden. And so I would climb on one of the poles of a frame that held the swing and just like hang there and like press my, I don't know whether like I pressed my clitoris or it was like other parts of the vulva that like created the sensation. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just remember it feeling very good. But like I never orgasmed. It was just like it felt good. And then after a while, it stopped feeling anything. Mm. And uh, so I did that and I also had a hammock in my room, which I did it on. And then at some point, my mother told me to not do it on the swing in the garden anymore because the neighbors could see. Oh, wow. So that was when I got like first notion of, OK, this is something I'm not supposed to let people see. Mm. But I think I still did it for a while. And then there came a then there came a weird phase of me feeling that it was wrong for some reason. I don't okay. actually know why, but then like eventually I restarted masturbating. And then like when I was younger in kindergarten and primary school, I, I had a lot of guy friends. And as I said, like with one, I also played sex. Like we were just undressing to our underwear, like keeping the underwear on and then lying on top of each other. Mm. Oh, wow. Just like lying. <laughs> we didn't do anything, but we just lay there. Where were you when that was happening? Were you in each other's rooms or like? the garden I think or... like I only I only remember one instance maybe it just happened once uh -huh. but I think like yeah I'm not sure and that was in his room okay and I know like we locked the door and everything I it okay. was kind of like okay no one should see this I remember so like I don't know when I was younger it was like more normal for me and I feel like I just did what felt good and mm -hmm. tried out things but then when I went to secondary school up ah, in Germany we just have like four years of primary school mm -hmm. and then like secondary school until the end. Okay. How old are you when you start secondary school? Um, I think like 10 okay. or 11. Yeah, yeah. Then, then it was like a very long phase of like kind of girls are this and boys are different and it's all kind of weird and you just like look at the boy that you're like into and try to talk to him but you don't really dare. 
Um, <laughs> they had to do yes. anything. <laughs> and like actually like having sexual experiences with other people only happened when I was like 19 or 20, mm -hmm. like started when I was 19 or 20. What about anything before that, like kissing or petting or anything? Um, I had my first kiss when I was 16 or 17. Mm -hmm. It's like also like a summer camp kind of thing. We were like doing voluntary work to rebuild some buildings for, yeah, I don't know, an organization. Yeah, that was my first kiss. And there was like a little bit of petting, mm -hmm. but that we didn't see each other again. <laughs> Do you remember your feelings around it at the time? Like, did you want to have sex and you were waiting or were you like, I'm not sure or... Do you remember anything from those teenage years? Mm, I remember, like, as far as I remember, I wasn't thinking about sex so much. I mean, like, I was exploring by myself a little bit. Mm -hmm. Well, not just a little bit. I was exploring by myself. And, like, also doing, like, put a condom on a carrot and insert it and try to see what it feels like. <laughs> what did you do that? What was it like? Didn't feel very special I was like very <laughs> was very underwhelming did you put the pointy yeah. end in first or the round end first I think the pointy like the slimmer <laughs> end to start that's probably what I would do but like looking back I'm like oh wait maybe the other one makes more <laughs> <laughs> yeah no I think I think I was just like too far off having sexual experiences mm -hmm. with other people I didn't think too much about it I think okay to kiss and like get closer with, I was very excited. Yeah. <laughs> what about your masturbation explorations outside of the carrot? How were, <laughs> how were you touching yourself? Like what were your favorite methods and has it changed at all? And did you try any other vegetables? <laughs> I don't think I tried other vegetables. <laughs> I still haven't um, tried a cucumber. I feel like a cucumber is like, a bucket list item and I just never have and every time I get a cucumber I'm like will this be the cucumber and then I just end up eating it I don't know <laughs> um uh I I continue to do the masturbation like on my hammock mm -hmm. and then like on the poles of my bed and, like for a very long time or like still now that's like mostly how I masturbate but by now I can do it with my hand as well okay. but it still is like strong pressure right next to the clitoris yeah and like not a lot of moving just pressing the legs together cool that's like the only way i really know how to have an orgasm really <laughs> yeah yeah but it's very nice orgasms as can well. you show me <laughs> with your fingers like visually so you're pressing up against so I'm like, like I'm using my, my right hand and like yeah. I have a flat hand and then I'm I use the, the back of my thumb. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. I can't. And, uh, I'm so wait, bad at facial things. <laughs> I'm trying to mirror you. I'm, it's literally my worst skill. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I tried okay. to. So I just put like the back of my thumb like right to the right of my clitoris. Mm -hmm. And then I like cross my legs over my hand. Okay. So it's like creating yeah, like really hard pressure. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, like, hard pressure. Like, sometimes my, my hand turns, like, a little red and white. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. And you don't have to yeah, move just... very much. No, not too much. Like, sometimes I move my hand, like, a little bit yeah. back and forth. And, like, I, I press my legs together and then release again. Um, cool. But, yeah, that's it. And I, like, I still, I really, I don't 
I haven't figured out like what kind of orgasm it is, whether it's like stimulating the clitoris or maybe like the pressing together, stimulating other parts, maybe the vagina. I don't really know. So like I have tried different things and like tried like touching my clitoris or like the rest of my vulva differently, but like it's, it doesn't give me much. Really? Yeah. I haven't I haven't found something else yet that's like very exciting. And also like I've tried a vibrator, but okay. I really don't like it. Really? Why? Yeah. It's very it's very unpleasant for me. I mean like in a way it feels good and it is stimulating, but I think for me it's just too much and like afterwards um I just feel I think the word's too strong, but like a little abused. I feel like I did something to my clitoris that like wasn't was was too much, like wasn't what she wanted. Yeah. Yeah. That's strange. Do you ever play with fingers inside? Yeah, a little bit. Like also like massaging mm-hmm. inside where I think like the squirting spot is. Yeah. <laughs> but also that hasn't been so so nice so far. Have you and squirted? Like also, oh yeah, with a uh, with a vibrator. Uh-huh. Like it makes me, I also don't know whether it's squirting or just peeing. I'm wondering whether it could like just stimulate I don't know, it just make me pee because like it's this lot of liquid that's coming out. Like a lot of liquid. Okay, so there's all sorts of there's research happening. If you want to go check out Dr. Jana's work, I haven't like looked lately, but she basically if it's like come it depends on where it comes out and they kind of actually don't know and squirting might be related mm-hmm. to just their theory is it's not full on pee, but it might be some of the like water that is from the butt. We don't know. I don't know. Squirting is yeah. mysterious. Yeah, yeah. But like, it wasn't like even when I had these like squirting or peeing, whatever experience, it, it wasn't like connected to an orgasm. Yeah. I feel like it was just like overstimulation. Yeah. Yeah. So that wasn't so nice. Yeah. Okay. Partnered sex. <laughs> Wait, no, but now I want to know. Okay, so partnered sex, <laughs> but also partnered sex starting with hands. Do you like a partner to touch you? Because it does sound like you have a very unique need for touch. So I'm curious about yeah. that. Yeah. No, I I really like being touched by a partner. And there's also like so many ways that when I touch myself that way, it's like it doesn't do anything. But when my partner, like a partner, touches me, it like it does a lot. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Can you talk more about that? How are some ways you like just being touched by a partner before we get to the sex sex? Well, what I really like is when they like stand or lie behind me and then put their hand on my clitoris. Like for some reason that like gives a very different sensation. I don't know, maybe it's like the pressure, the way the fingers are positioned. Yeah, and just like circling around the clitoris then. Mm. Like directly, like like your lips are parted and they're directly or is it more like over everything? I think like more over everything. Yeah, that's And then like only recently, like only the last couple of times that I have had sex with my current partner, have we discovered that because he used to touch me like very hard because I was asking for it. But then he used lighter touch and like suddenly it was a very good sensation. So like maybe we, maybe I asked for too much pressure all the time and actually need like very light touch. I don't know. Or maybe you go back and forth. Maybe that's true. So for now it's mostly like light touch. I think like circling around the clitoris, like not too much fingers inserted in my vagina. Mm -hmm. I feel like that it's like nice for a very short amount of time and then it starts like feeling uncomfortable or even hurting. Mm, okay. So I don't like being fingered that much. 
yeah and then like right now i just really enjoy like overall like touching different parts of my body yeah um just like feeling feeling held yeah again like this like strong like holding kind of sensations i really like right now are there any specific ways of being touched that you're thinking about that are just like erotic to you mm. yeah it's this like is this i don't know how to describe it. yeah this like like holding motion so like slow like your whole body like, or like um, parts uh, even just parts okay but more like again like this massaging firm mm. pressure so yeah i really i really enjoy that and yeah, I've come to realize that I don't, like it annoys me a little bit if the like overall sex is like just about our intimate parts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like, yeah, it really annoys me when the rest of my body is being left out and I feel like just things are missing. It's a bit boring, I think. Yeah, yeah, it kind of is. Yeah. <laughs> kind of is. So does that feel like a tease to you or does it feel like just dropping into your body when you're getting these touches mm, so like for teasing I like like lighter touch caressing yeah, okay. really like when my back is being caressed uh, the inner thighs or like thighs overall and then like the firmer grip is more like when like we're having sex and it's like into uh, yeah what about mouth stuff I would have said that I don't enjoy receiving oral sex I remember one time, but that was also like the first, that was the first oral sex I ever had, I think, or at least like the first I remember. So the ones that were before weren't very memorable if they happened. And it's still like the best oral sex I've ever received. Oh. And I don't, I don't know what they, he did. I don't know whether it was just because it was like my first time it was like all very exciting. And that's why it felt like even more exciting and good. I, I don't, I don't know what he did. But like my whole body was like tickling and shaking and like felt like sparks in my head was very, it was a lot. Wow. <laughs> it was a lot of sensation. Was this one of your first partnered sexual experiences? Yeah, yeah, it was. Cool. I actually, now that you're saying this, I'm remembering that when I was 17, I came from oral for the first time. And then I didn't for like maybe a decade I and mean, maybe there were parts in between, but it like wasn't a thing for me. And I think I just got so surprised. And I think a lot of it is, is mental for me. Cause I'm like an anxious, yeah. I'm an anxious sex person. Like that's why I'm on this mission to be like, what's your sex life? Like, what's your life? Wait, <laughs> how, am I doing it right? <laughs> um, so that was your best experience. Did you do it again with that partner and it was different or was uh, it just different people? No. After that? Mm. no, that was like the only evening I think that we like sexually interacted. Okay. And like afterwards, it just, I mean, like it, it is, it is a nice gesture. And I think it's like really hot, like seeing yeah. a head between my legs. Oh my like, God, you're so, that is so hot. Yes. Every time I look down, I'm like, uh, like I feel like a goddess. I'm like, yes, yes. That's such a good point. Yeah. Yeah. But like the sensations, it, it doesn't give me too much. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. Here's a question. How much experience? experimenting have you done with different ways of using a mouth on your genitals like have you ever just done an exploration session with a partner now that you have a partner yeah yeah we did okay we did and like did. It, it was like the same thing again like he started like very like soft and I didn't feel much and then was just asking him to like go harder and harder and like at some point it was like too much okay, <laughs> like, okay. I was just like hmm, okay 
interesting, but we both don't know what to do yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> what about the other direction? Do you enjoy giving oral? Well, if I like the person, then I do enjoy giving oral. <laughs> like, I don't know whether I'm good at it. Like, I'm trying out different techniques every now and then, but I don't feel like there's so much technique, or at least like what my partners are like signaling me is there's not so much fancy tricks to do. <laughs> do you have them show you what to do, or do you just do your thing and check in, or do you just kind of hope for the best, or how does it work? Well, I think the first guy that I gave a blowjob to was also the first person I oh, know no no he wasn't anyway like the first couple of people like they didn't know that it was like my first experiences and giving a blowjob I think mm -hmm. they noticed because like one of them like gave me instructions after a while which mm -hmm. I appreciated yes. then and now totally. <laughs> but yeah now with my partner I've done like a little bit of experimenting but there aren't many different things I do to the penis itself. Mm -hmm. Like now, that was oh, that was very exciting. He uh, he has started asking me to like touch his balls a certain way and like touch his like the part between the balls and the asshole. Yes, that's called the perineum. Perineum, yeah, to touch that and like press on that. And it was like it was such a nice and beautiful experience. Like have him ask me like and after a while, so like now he trusts me enough yeah. to ask me to touch like other parts of his body that he doesn't let everybody touch or like that is nice experiences if like anyone touches them so that's exciting can you tell us details of <laughs> how you touch his balls like is it like sharp is it pressure is it fingers is it pulling is it tugging is it biting is it licking just tell us kind of what and like tell us what your blowjob moves are mm -hmm. so we haven't done too much experimenting with the balls yet okay. um, like he promised me that like the next time he will like just tell me different things to try or like the fun. next time will be like an experimenting session with yeah. his balls. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yes. I'm very excited for. <laughs> I really don't feel like I have blowjob moves. Like I do not deep no, throat. You do I, too. I mean, like... Everyone has them. We all have them. They're just unconscious. Just because you okay, can't deep okay. throat. That's not like what's the, if you have a penis, what's the first yeah. thing you do? It's already hard. It's already hard. Okay. <laughs> Why well, just like kiss and lick around the, what's it called? The tip of the penis? The crown or the, the crown. frenulum. The frenulum is like the sensitive tip. Uh, no, then um, I just mean like the crown, the crown, I guess. Just like circle around with my tongue and kissing it and like just taking the tip of the penis in at first in my mouth and then like licking down the shaft mm -hmm. and kiss, like kissing up and down the shaft and also like to get some spit on the penis. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and then like I always use my hand and my mouth, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then doing up upwards downwards motion with yeah, yeah. Yeah. Have you ever asked a guy to just show you how he masturbates himself and then try to copy that? That's my new move. Yeah. No, I I did with my partner. I did with my partner now. Yeah, and like also sometimes he will like readjust my hand or like ask me to turn my hand a different way or something That's or like great. change the pressure. That's so yeah, great. Really good. Does he have any sensitive spots that you have to be careful about? He's very tickly. Oh, okay. Yeah. Ticklish. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's very ticklish around like the lower, okay, like most parts of his body, but also like the lower part of his stomach. Okay. Yeah. So like I, I can't erotically, erotically kiss that part, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and 
okay, so what else do you enjoy together? What is your actual sex life like? Or like, what is, do you want to talk about penetration? Or do you want to kind of give us an overview of how you got to penetration or wherever you want to go next? Um, I want to start with the first time I had sex with another person because great. I really like the story. Okay, <laughs> okay great. So I was 19 or 20 and I was like, uh, I was living in my car then and like uh, driving around Europe for climbing. So I just like, and I slept in my car and just like went to parking lots then talked to people that looked like climbers and tried to make friends. Stop. Oh my God. <laughs> You're so cool and brave. Oh my God. <laughs> you. I love that. <laughs> I, I, I mean, like these like was like six months, seven months. Yeah. Like, very important for my sexual development. Yes. I made a lot of experiences then. <laughs> and so, okay, I was in France with a friend next to Blanc, so like mm-hmm. the highest mountain in Europe. And there was a parking lot. Like, I mean, there are many mountain people living in their cars there. And mm-hmm. there's specifically one parking lot where a lot of vans are always. So I was there with a friend and then we saw this like very hot French guy who was like tall, had long, like dark brown hair, very nice moustache, almost like very trained as most climbers there. You have to be, yeah. And like his van was beautiful. He had an oven in his van, which was like a very big thing. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So then she was making jokes about she's like ruining my like train of meeting sexy people by being with me right now and um, (laughs) unfortunately the next morning the guy was gone Um, but then a couple of days later my friend left to pick up her fiance and the same evening the guy returned to the parking lot so then I was like this is a sign I have to approach this person now (laughs) so I went there like I, I speak some French and then I I don't know. I just asked, like, hey, you have a very nice van. Can I have a look at it? And then, like, we had a conversation in French, in French. for an hour. Amazing. <laughs> which I didn't know my French could do. And then it turned out he speaks English very well. And then we continued in English. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, and I don't know. We were just, like, sitting in this van. Like, suddenly he kissed me and then leaned back again and was saying, like, oh, why not? And I was just, like, and then continuing <laughs> the conversation where we had left off before. <laughs> And then, like, it was it was getting dark, and he asked me whether I wanted to stay over in his bed. I was like, yes, I would like to stay oh, over. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so, like, I had gotten close to sex, like, penetrated sex with a couple of people before, but, yeah. like, never really worked out either because, like, I didn't want or they didn't really want or, like, the penis didn't fit in, which also <laughs> happened one time. <laughs> really? What? Wait, yeah. can you tell that story? It just didn't fit? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, it was... I guess I was also very tight or like yeah. even tighter than I'm yeah uh, than I usually are I don't know what his penis was big because I don't remember yeah. having like much having not having seen many other penises to compare his yeah. to but yeah I don't know we like just he was lying behind me I was just like trying to get in somehow and it didn't really work and then we just did other sexy things okay <laughs> left it there <laughs> so yeah but then with this French guy it was just it just felt so natural. Like I wasn't nervous at all and it didn't feel like a big thing or like, oh my God, I'm having sex with a stranger that I just met this day in a parking lot in a van with like tinted windows, which is like total raper van. <laughs> but it was a very nice experience and it didn't hurt. <laughs> That's awesome. 
<laughs> I'm just thinking about like when you see a hot stranger out in the world and then they disappear, but then he came yeah. back and then you got to have sex with him and it was your first penetrated sex. And that's so exciting. That's just such yeah. a so how did you leave it? Was it, did you, yeah, tell me more. What, how was the emotional experience? Like, did you see him again? Did you go your separate ways? Did it feel magical? Well, I did see him again. Like, we spent a couple of days together there and we're, like, kind of falling in love. And he mm. was sending me really sweet messages. Um, but then, like, he went on, a, I don't know, like, a climbing or working trip somewhere else. And then, like, another friend that I had, the oral sex guy, mm-hmm. actually, yeah. that I had met earlier that yeah. trip. <laughs> came to visit me <laughs> and then I had sent him a message that I was like falling in love with another person I just wanted him to know that I didn't want to hook up with him even though we had hooked up before mm. and it was just like a very weird situation well and then I went to Switzerland with the RSX guy because like we had been planning this for like a long long time yeah. and I just left the French guy and then he felt disappointed which I can understand and like weird because I just ran off with another guy so yeah then we met again but it wasn't it wasn't yeah that's special but like yeah we like had a couple of very very beautiful days very nice sex <laughs> yeah. wonderful was it all van yeah. sex or did you do it anywhere else uh no it was all van sex oh. <laughs> <laughs> were there any other stories from that trip that are worth mentioning here not from that trip but from another climbing person <laughs> so like I think next year, like two years later, I was working on Tenerife in a climbing hostel. And uh, there was a guy and he was there with a group of friends and like we got along well and like we climbed together. And then it was like their last evening and like everyone was sitting in the living room and um, we just like kept playing and drinking and chatting. And then at the end it was just like him, I and another friend of his and then that friend fell asleep and I was like, then I was like, okay, I, I guess, I guess like there is something happening because like we're still awake and like everyone else is asleep. I guess like there is some tension. And then the kitchen was like upstairs and had windows on both sides. So you just could just like look into the kitchen. And I remember I just asked whether we wanted to go upstairs and like continue our conversation there so that the friends that slept on the couch could actually like sleep on the couch yeah, and not yeah. be disturbed. And like, I didn't intend to have sex with him in the kitchen. Like I was really just like thinking. <laughs> I was really just well, like mostly thinking about the friends and like where we just like could continue the evening. But then we went upstairs and like I was first and I went in the kitchen. I just turned around and we just like kissed immediately. It was like, there was so oh. much like sexual energy yeah. and like tension. It was, it was very good. I mean like, and then like the sex act itself wasn't that spectacular also because he was like very tired yeah and we were both drunk but like everything around it and like having sex on the kitchen counter where like people had their breakfast the next morning (laughs) i was just standing next to them like i love that yeah 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 tell me a little bit about physically what do you like during sex penetration we have like being grabbed tightly but like you were talking a little bit earlier about now you're in this phase of gentleness did it always start out kind of like rough and intense or like what tell me about your like penetrative sexual self what am I trying to ask (laughs) yeah well it didn't always 
I mean, like first the first times that I had sex with most people were like rather like easy. I don't know, like like soft. I mean, like it's the first time you still have to like find out what the person like or doesn't like, and then you yeah. don't. They didn't, or like neither of us went too rough. Mm-hmm. I feel like what has changed now is the intensity. Like many things are too intense for me right now mm-hmm. like also I used to like to be on top mm-hmm. yeah to write my partner and I was like we both liked it very much it was like so nice to just like look at the face and see how they are enjoying it yeah. <laughs> there were so many times we just like smile at each other because it's so nice yeah but yeah that's like that's too intense for me right now and like also especially like me doing it it's kind of too much for me right now I don't really know what that means but then again like I don't know, being being fucked from behind or like also like faster isn't isn't triggering. So okay. I can't really point. If I'm hearing you, it sounds like it's is it a combination of a physical feeling and an emotional feeling like the the too much feeling or is it one or the other more? If you can no, I think it's a combination. Yeah, I mean, like one side, I think like the bigger side is for me, like emotionally just things being too much or like I don't like being overwhelmed with sensation right now mm-hmm. whereas before I would be like okay this is interesting like let's go further maybe there's something like behind this intensity yeah although like usually things started hurting or feeling uncomfortable before I like discovered something behind the intense feelings yeah and now that is just too much and then also because now I have to be like more articulate or like I have to say no and I have to say like to talk about the things that I don't like right now yeah um even more than before but that makes it easier for me to also like say no to other things or like just like give different ideas so that's also like I mean as I said like we have discovered that maybe I like gentler touch on my clitoris more so yeah that's that's just very interesting right now to be like more articulate about what I don't want yeah it's really nice and opening opening new doors but we're still exploring yeah seeing guys I mean that's a skill unto itself to be able to say no I don't want this and to figure it out because sometimes it is very difficult to figure out certainly in real time it's hard yeah yeah especially in real time and then like I have so many instances where I feel like okay this is like not really what I want right now but I also don't know what else I want and I don't want to just say no without giving another idea right or like when when my partner that asks like okay what do you want I'm just like I don't I don't know <laughs> I, I cannot know. stand that question I hate what do you want right now and I I mean unless unless I have because if I have a very specific desire I will I'm at the point now where I'll ask for it but if someone's just like what do you want I'm like I want a creative sexual partner who tries things, <laughs> and I'll try yeah. things too. <laughs> so yeah, but I was like, am, am I not lazy, but just like asking him to be creative? Like, shouldn't I be creative as well? And I think it's an exchange because I know that even when it's somebody that I care about, I can experience the question of what do you want, which is, you know, you can interpret it two ways. It could be a question of like, I want to please you. How can I do that? And it also yeah. can be experienced as like, I'm too lazy to come up with an idea. Will you be in charge and tell me what to do? You know? Ah. And so it's, mm-hmm. so it is that duality. And, and that's why I think, okay, so I was just seeing a guy we touched in person for a week and a half before he decided to end things. But during that time, I was like practicing my 
communicating with a new sexual partner skills. And mm-hmm. I was realizing that he was so fun because he's not one of those people that's like, so what are you into sex wise? And like once like four answers, then it's done. Mm-hmm. Like we were talking, he loves talking about sex and we were talking about how it's like music. Like what kind of music do you like? Like it's impossible to answer, but you can give a song. You know what I mean? Like yeah. a song that you're uh-huh. in the mood for in that moment. And so I think what I'm going to start trying to do with new people is to like give a menu. I don't know. This is just like the stuff that I brainstorm mm-hmm, about in my mm-hmm. head where I'm like, okay, I don't have a partner right now, but maybe when I find one again, maybe this is how it could be fun. Um, yeah. And so I'm, what am I saying? I don't know. I'm just babbling, but I guess I, <laughs> I guess I'm wondering if you've discovered any of your favorite ways to explore with your partner. Oh, also, how long have you been with your partner? Um, we have been together for one and a half years and he's like my first, my first long-term partner, but I'm not his first long-term partner. How has it been for you sexually, but like in the context of that relationship? It it has been very nice and very interesting. I remember, I mean, like building this trust with a person for the first time and like the sexual intimacy and like, especially like masturbating in front of him for the first time was like so strange and like so different I mean like now it's very beautiful and I we we both really like masturbating in front of each other or like seeing the other person masturbate it's very I really really enjoy it I want to know more details okay (laughs) do you take turns or are you masturbating at the same time and watching each other and are you where are you usually and like what's the attention level or the focus like like what is it like can you just give us an example or maybe a couple examples and just paint that picture for us uh huh. So we have masturbated at the same time a couple of times, but I like it more to just like really be able to focus on him and like seeing him and enjoying him, enjoying yeah. himself. Yeah. So like usually I don't know like we we touch each other, we make out, and then one of us just asks the other person like one of us gives the idea of like hey don't don't you want to touch yourself right now? And yeah, I mean like be with my like special masturbating style I, it's also like it's easiest when I lie on my back or like I'm tilted to the right side to okay. the left it doesn't work oh wow for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah and then like I really enjoy like him lying behind me and again like feeling his whole body against myself mm. and like feeling him touching me yeah that I really like also like having his hand on my throat yeah I enjoy yeah so yeah so that's how I masturbate then and like what I really enjoy him doing and what we do also often is that I'm lying on my back and either like touching myself as well or just lying there and him like kneeling Mm -hmm. on top of me kind Mm -hmm. of and masturbating that's so hard like the whole picture yeah (laughs) and also I started to like having his come on me okay that was literally gonna be my next question okay where (laughs) And how did that evolve? Um, I think it just so I was I, I don't think I was ever disgusted by cum. I don't like having it in my mouth so much, but also I only had the cum of one person in my mouth so far, and that was like a very weird experience anyway. It was okay, I'm gonna tell that story. Okay. It was it was in the same it was in the same French city at Mont Blanc. <laughs> and um the guy was living with a friend of his in an apartment there and they were I mean like I 
what I saw was like two like young guys living alone in this mountain town, like doing their thing. And like the other guy had his girlfriend over and then I was with that other guy. So then, I mean, like we could hear them have sex in the other room and we were like in the other room just being like, well, I guess, I mean, like now we're here, here and you're kind of attractive. I think you think I'm attractive. So, um, but they didn't have condoms there. And I was like, this is like a two guy household living alone. Why don't you have condoms anywhere? Yeah. Uh, and then it was like, oh no, it's no problem. I'm like, yes, it is a problem. It is a problem. So that was like a strange start. And then he wanted me to give him oral sex all the time, like pushed my head onto his penis, like down to his penis and like touching me a little bit, but not so much. And I mean, like, that isn't the important part. The thing is like, he he was pushing me to give him oral sex, like not once, but like, I remember he, and then he told me that like, he hadn't had sex for like so long because there weren't that many women that weren't in a partnership in this like mountain city and how he was like not gonna let me sleep that night i was just like oh Oh, man (laughs) yeah so then i don't know yeah it was very strange and uh, after some point like after a while he fell asleep and then i just went to the other bed but it was in the same room (laughs) and i just (laughs) lay in that bed and fell asleep (laughs) and the next morning i wanted to leave anyway so yeah yeah I mean, like the next morning, I, I perceived it as very funny and very weird, uh, but more like funny. And now I'm like, that's kind of abusive, actually. I think it's a good example of one of those stories that it's like in the t- in the moment we're like, oh, he's kind of an asshole, but it's kind of okay. But then we get away and we're like, oh no, this is a fucked up culture. Like mm-hmm. the fact that this is like in the bounds of like kind of acceptable. It's not acceptable. Yeah. It's horrible. Yeah. And and yeah. like so many of us women are are taught to sort of like put up with those or expect it or it's sort of like oh well he hasn't had sex in a long time I guess he's really horny mm. and not thinking straight like go fucking masturbate yourself and take responsibility <laughs> for your actions but I, I hear yeah. you so did you yeah. did you leave the next morning yeah. I left you're like okay bye. I had breakfast yeah, yeah. No but I mean like, I, I wanted to leave that day anyway so it wasn't uh yeah no wonder you don't like come in your mouth that makes sense <laughs> no it was just like with the other partners it, it didn't happen because i feel like i can't go like up and down with my mouth fast enough long enough to make yeah. them come yeah or like okay i also haven't tried i haven't like i haven't tested for like how long i can go but after a while, i was just like okay i'm just gonna use my hands and they yeah. were like okay with it so yeah 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 that's yeah. just like yeah come in my mouth just didn't happen anymore after that but uh yeah, so with my partner now, I feel like it's still, like, the the trust is still, like, growing. And I feel like it's, yeah, it's, like, still evolving. It's very, very interesting and very nice. So, yeah, now I, I realize that it just really, like, it's come, like, mostly on my stomach. Mm. Because then if the situation, as I described, like, I'm lying on my back and he's kneeling on top of me. Yeah. Or, like, also in the shower sometimes, I really, like, I mean, like, not having like the whole sex session in the shower, but starting in the shower, I really, really enjoy. Yeah. And then also like, yeah, this come on my stomach, I enjoy. What about boobs? <laughs> Would you go for boobs? Oh, bo- boobs as well. Yeah, yeah, but not face. And okay. I know that he's like, he's afraid that it's gonna hit my face. Okay. <laughs> and was like kind of putting, like putting his hand <gasps> places so he doesn't have the sweet. My face, yeah. <laughs> Do you want to talk at all about uh, your abortion and how you felt about it? Um, yeah, I think I would 
at least like I like to talk about like the sexual side of itself, like the experience, because yeah. I feel like I mean abortion itself is so big and so hard to explain, and there is no right or wrong, I believe. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's just leave it there. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I know like when we found out that I was pregnant, like we were both so horny which I think was weird because really? like I mean like it was yeah for some reason I don't know but it was like this like intense emotional situation that yeah. just like brought us closer together and like created sexual tension I don't know or yeah. maybe just like some hormones yeah wow. I don't know but yeah then we were very horny and just like had sex as before like not not more careful or anything yeah and was actually it was so weird or stupid because like the so I made the first pregnancy test in the evening and in the morning we had this conversation of how like I wanted to have sex like usually more or like more regularly than he does mm. and like it has been we have noticed that like in the first month of our relationship and like it has been reoccurring the time so then again like we had to had a big conversation about it like how we feel what we can do about it and was like Oh, I was I was very like emotionally overwhelmed and then the evening I did the pregnancy test I mean we were talking about how we're not having an, enough sex in my opinion and then I'm still pregnant it was just so oh. stupid wow but yeah so then we had a, a lot of sex <laughs> yeah yeah uh, <laughs> yeah <laughs> I guess that's when you're gonna have a lot of sex and he can come wherever he wants to come and you don't have to worry about it I mean like we were uh, like I mean having sex without the condom and we're just like wait is this okay I'm like I'm pregnant I think it is okay but we are both lying there like is this really okay like who knows who knows <laughs> so maybe we use condoms condoms oh. afterwards just yeah. just to be extra sure yeah. that nothing yeah. is happening because also I got pregnant I have the copper coil IUD yeah or like I had, but it dislocated. Oh fuck! And like I didn't notice. Yeah, yeah. It's so like we we actually use protection still, but yeah, pregnant. Wow. Uh, so that's why we weren't sure whether I could get pregnant again or like something could happen and then use the condom. What I also wanted to say is that it was difficult for us uh, to figure out how to go on with contraception like after the ab- abortion mm-hmm. because I mean, okay, first off. Of course, we both didn't want me to get pregnant again. Yes. <laughs> Very much didn't want that to happen. But then I didn't really trust the IUD anymore because yeah, what has happened. And because you just can't check it. Like, I feel like it's a very good option because it's, like, cheap and long-lasting and non-hormonal. But you cannot know whether it's, like, still working well. Yeah. Other than for the, like, six-month checkup that you have to pay for yourself. I mean, like, we were reading all of this, and, like, I was doing so much research, even though there isn't that much research to do because there aren't that many methods. Mm. <laughs> I mean, like, it's, like, I was just sitting there and was like, I don't understand how people have had sex forever, and there isn't, like, a good contraception method yet. And uh, my partner was like, oh, yeah, like, I mean, like, I can take care of that as well. And I was like, there is no way you can take care of it other than using condoms or getting a vasectomy. And it's kind of too early for that. Yeah. So I'm very excited. I'm very excited to one day have a partner with a vasectomy. It's amazing. <laughs> it's one of my favorite things. <laughs> <laughs> so what we 
ended up or like are still doing is that I have gotten another IUD and I was able to get like financial aid for that as well. So we didn't, I think, yeah, we had to pay like just 20 euros or something. Mm. And we're using condoms. Uh, so that like maybe we can learn to trust the IUD again and maybe it's better this time. Um, and also just like for backup if something with the condoms goes wrong. But the condoms we used in the beginning, like my partner said he had used them forever and they were like good for him, but he just didn't feel as much, mm-hmm. which didn't make the sex that nice because I could feel that he wasn't like feeling that much. And yeah, it was just weird. And then I felt, like in a very weird way, I felt like it was my responsibility to facilitate sex without condoms for us. Mm-hmm. And I was getting totally in my head about it, how, like, because I, I knew no way how I could do that and still, like, feel so, as safe as I want to be, yeah. <laughs> as I want to feel. And, and also, like, I don't know where that notion came from that it was my responsibility because my partner never said that. And, like, yeah, I don't know where, where I got it from. So that was very problematic at least for me. And, like, my partner's very relaxed, and he was like, yeah, we will try other condoms. I don't know. I mean, like, it's not so nice, but we will figure something out. And I was like, no, this is important. Like, mm. I've been thinking about it all week, and I yeah. don't know what to do, and blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah. But now we have different condoms, and it's way better. <laughs> oh, yay! I'm so happy that we finally, finally got to buying some and trying them out. And yeah. How yeah. many different brands did you go through? Uh, actually, this is just the third brand. Okay. The third brand we tried. Can you share with us yeah. the one that works for you? Do you um, remember the name? Yeah, wait, I have the package. Okay. I'm just always so curious, and I can really relate to that feeling of feeling pressured, like, oh, I'm sorry you have to use a condom, but it's really a we. It's like we are using condoms yeah. because it goes on the penis. I'm just like, oh, so I, I, I feel you there. So Yeah, yeah. So it is a Durex Gefühlsrecht. <laughs> ah, okay. So we have Durex. So what, what's the word? Gefühlsrecht? What is it? Gefühlsrecht. It's like... Um, no, but I want. Like I just want to see it. I just want to see it because I like German words. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Gefühlsrecht. What's Secht? Gefühlsrecht. Ah, Gefühlsrecht. Like oh, like really. Got the it. Two words. Got yeah, it. Got like it. Got it. Got feeling, it. Yeah. Of. Got it. Oh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, and also like, they, they have a different shape. They're not like the straight shape, but mm-hmm. kind of it's bigger like in the front. Bulb like the... wider in the yeah. front. Yeah, yeah. Bulbous. Interesting. Maybe that makes a difference. Maybe. I don't okay. know. Yeah, it was just very, very big thing for me. And I, I was like thinking back on, like, I feel like in many, many podcasts of yours, people don't really talk about what contraception they use. That's true. I did at the beginning really diligently, and then I got bored of talking about condoms every single time, but I probably should yeah, again, because okay. that, that no, is one of my know. original questions. Yeah. Yeah, I was just like, this is like such a big thing, like such a big part of sex for me right now. Like, how is it yeah. that I don't hear it that often? Ugh, yes. Um, oh, I'm so glad you said that, because now I can be like, <laughs> and what contraception do you use right now? That's so good. Yes. Oh, yeah. Like maybe once in a while. No, I, I should think say that's good. I think every person should answer that question because that is how we normalize it. And, you know, and it's such a good example, too, of me just, like, forgetting that because I'm like, yeah, 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 I know, condoms. I know all the things. I know. And, Mm -hmm, you mm -hmm. know, and so that's, but we have to keep talking about it. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. And it was like my point, or like, yeah, my point of view right now is like I'm happy to like triple check everything and yes. then just really relax. Even though like I'm not, I'm not fearful right now. Like even if we would just use condoms, like I wouldn't be worried about getting pregnant all the time. Hmm. Um, so I heard someone uh, saying that they also, once they use the condom, they would fill it up with water to check whether it has a hole in it or oh, not. Oh, wow. That's smart. And I was like, when, I, when I heard it, I was like, that's smart. It was like 10 extra seconds. Yeah. And then you like really know that everything's fine. Yeah. <laughs> and I told my partner and he was like, it's a little disgusting, but okay. <laughs> like, I will do it. And he's like very happy to leave it out as soon as I feel comfortable to leave it out because he's like, we already used the IUD and the condom. Yeah. And I have to check the condom. Yeah. And you are checking like when you're overlating and stuff. You know Maybe what, though? I think we are living in a time where it is fantastic to be on the cautious side of health. <laughs> I just strongly believe that. That is my personal values. And so I will not be sleeping with anyone who is not that level of cautious about their health in all these ways. I think that's great. Yeah. I think that's great. Yeah. But anyway, I think, I think we're at a good point now. He's not very happy with the condom, like water thing, but uh, he's okay with doing it for me. Do you notice it? Does it make you feel more secure, like seeing every time the condom holding the water? Like you haven't had any holes yet, right? Like, like it's, no, we it didn't have any holes yet. I no, think... no, I, I actually like, I don't see it because he's just like so quick in the bathroom yeah. and out that I'm still lying on the bed or like <laughs> wherever we are <laughs> before. Uh, yeah, that's good. Yeah. Um, no, I don't know. I just feel like I just feel like it's such a it's such a small thing to do to be like really sure like why why wouldn't you do it yeah but i i recognize that i'm very much on the careful side right now and well of course like a week after the abortion like i shouldn't i wasn't supposed to get anything in my vagina also didn't really didn't feel like it yeah um oh no wait actually i did no wait i did and then we were like we were like having a lot of sex and like non-penetrative sex. Yeah. <laughs> we're like so excited to then have penetrative sex again. Yeah. And I think like maybe at first it was normal. I mean like I was still like, my cervix at least was still very sensitive. Mm. So like we we had to be careful in that sense. But like emotionally, I don't think it was a big issue at first. But like after a couple of weeks, I don't know, it kind of hit me. Mm-hmm. And like also. I, not not just during sex or like about sex but just like once again this question of like was this the right decision like am i a bad person for having made that decision just like really hit me like i think four weeks after the abortion like three or four weeks yeah um and i think like also that was when it started that i noticed that like there are things that are too intense for me now and that i want to be touched differently or that i want to be more careful more precise about how I want to be touched yeah and how I want to have sex and now it's still that um like sometimes after sex I just need to cry a little bit mm-hmm. like in the beginning it was a lot of crying now it has been less frequent and less crying yeah but I guess it's just all the emotions yeah like stuck there and connected to it if you're able to articulate and feel free to skip when those feelings started coming up, was it while you were having sex 
And were you able to articulate it to your partner then, or was it sort of like an overall feeling and you had conversations outside of sex, or was it some combination? Mm, I think like during sex, I may notice it, but I didn't really, I didn't very consciously notice things because I was also like, well, I mean, like I really want to have sex with my partner right now. Yeah. And of course, like it still feels weird because whatever, but I, I was more like doing sex. I was usually, usually more like letting everything happen, mm-hmm. just trying to deal with it. Mm-hmm. But then afterwards, and then like we, we talked I think we talked often like after sex and then I also remember one time just talking to a friend of mine about it and then like really realizing that I don't like for like a week or two like I just didn't want anything in my vagina mm-hmm. for the time being. Yeah, so it's like a combination and then sometimes it's also like before like I'm, I'm talking to him and I'm explaining him how I don't want anything in my vagina and then like comes to having sex and then there were like a couple of instances where I was still like okay maybe yes or just like it. it happened that we had penetrated sex and I was like no well maybe like actually it is okay so yeah it was a lot of figuring out on both sides yeah like also me really figuring out okay like what where are my limits now like I don't need to tell my partner limits that are like changing all the time and like explaining them to him as if they were like very strict yeah it's a lot of trying and finding out well it sounds like you and he have a really positive relationship around communication yeah yeah we do (laughs) on that note have you guys talked about anything else that you're looking forward to trying for example butt stuff we didn't talk about butt stuff yet is that on your radar at all (laughs) I know that when we got together we were like I don't know talking about sexual fantasies like talking about having sex outdoors or like me like oh yeah I, I want to like have a blindfold on. I would like to try like having my hands tied. Those are like, kinky things. Thing. You're not kinky yet. <laughs> I mean, like I'm not kinky yet. I yet. haven't tried them out yet, okay. so I don't know. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, but like most things we haven't tried out yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Like when we when we talk about it afterwards, and it's just like okay, just like initiate it. Just tell me today, please tie my hands now, or would you put a blindfold on me now? Because I feel like, I mean, that's that's one thing that I struggle with is it's easy for me to talk about sex and like develop some ideas when I'm not having sex. Mm-hmm. But then like when it comes to the situation, I'm just like, okay, I don't want to interrupt this flow. I just want to totally. experience what's there right now and not like make a plan. And yeah. I also just to talk about myself for a second, I'm realizing I have experienced the same thing. Like beforehand, I'm like, I have this fantasy. I want to do this. I want to do this. I want to do this. And when I was seeing Uh that guy for a week and a half, like I had all these ideas and I wanted to like introduce him to receiving butt stuff. And he was like kind of open to it. But as soon as I would like be with him in person, once we started touching, like my brain could not, he's like, so what did you want to try? And I had to write down the things I'd been thinking about during the day because I couldn't like I was like, I don't know, there's a naked man in front of me and now I can't think straight. And then I'm like, oh, this might, yeah. maybe this is what men feel like like way more often. <laughs> maybe, maybe. But also with us, I think that he, I'm a planner. I'm, mm-hmm. I really enjoy planning things and writing lists. <laughs> it just me makes too. me very happy. <laughs> and he's more like, let's just go with the flow and see what happens. So 
yeah, that's why I'm like in my head making plans of what I want to try. But I know that T doesn't want to make plans in advance and like mm. also not like plan a sex date or anything because he's just like, well, like, yeah, he says that for him, it doesn't make sense to like say we're going to have sex this evening and then maybe it doesn't feel right and then you're disappointed and to him it's just nothing that you can plan so mm. then I'm kind of like okay well he for him he cannot plan it and I mean like sex is both of both of us so okay and that's I think that's another reason why mm. I don't want to like interrupt it then and be like okay Got let's it. try this thing and then also before I want yeah as I said like I wanted to have more sex than he did so then when we had sex I was even more like okay like I don't want to ruin yeah. this with like some new ideas and just like making this a trying out session I'd rather have like nice sex with him oh, now that's such a great point also here's my pitch for planning sex I mm-hmm. love knowing when I'm going to have sex because then I can spend all the time leading up to it getting turned on like that's how yeah. it works for me it's and I know, and I know a lot of people don't like that, but I'm just like, I want to look forward to it because then it's like, I, <laughs> you know, I guess there've been times where it's like not in the mood, but usually I'm so turned on by the time I get there. So I'm hearing tied up. I'm hearing blindfolded. Would you want him to have oh, yeah. like a Dom persona with that or um, just try it and see what, how it feels? I really don't think he has a Dom persona. Okay. Yeah. And also, like, we haven't talked about it specifically because I haven't felt that wish yet, or I don't okay. necessarily want to try out the Dom thing. It's just like having him tying me, yeah, tying me down would be nice. Yeah, I cannot really. Not for now, I don't want to try that. Oh, and about the butt stuff. I, I mean, like, I would be open to trying it, as I would be open to trying many things. But what I would like actually like to do right now is just I don't know just like licking and kissing around yeah the battle yeah I think that could be very very nice and like oh, now yeah. that he is like let me touch his balls and like getting closer to the asshole I don't know whether he told me that or maybe I just like interpreted it that he isn't into butt stuff so far or like doesn't think he's into it I think that's also why I'm so happy that I'm now allowed to like touch his ass. Yeah. Yeah. But I haven't talked to, to him about that yet. I will I will do it like this evening or next evening when I see him. <laughs> I also just will say the more that I talk to guys about butt stuff, I hear and I am now clocking their conflicting answers. I'll be like, so what about butt stuff? And they'll be like oh, no, I'm not into it. And then, like, minutes later, they'll be like, but I'm open to it, but, like, it's not for me. And I'm like, wait, wait, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. So can I touch the hole or not? Can I, can I just kiss it? Can I finger it? You know, and so so I'm, like, realizing that sometimes my brain is so black and white that I, like, hear an answer and I put the answer in a category and it's true for <laughs> the rest of forever and yeah. I forget how, like, fluid people are. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So I would enjoy getting closer to but stuff, but not yeah. necessarily already like inserting things in my yeah. ass, just yeah. playing with the ass. Yeah. yeah. Would you want yours to be played with too as well? Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. What about <laughs> other things, any other toys you want to try or sex parties or group sex or anything like that? Any fantasies that you want to share? I 
well I don't like vibrators mm -hmm. as I said like I don't like my experiences so far with a vibrator yeah. I have like this crystal dildo that's very beautiful it's sitting on my desk right here oh, I see. wait can you grab it <laughs> because I think it's so pretty <laughs> it's a uh, oh yeah. yes those are beautiful yeah. it's really nice because oh. I, I, I had like silicon toys before but I don't really like the material and like yeah. I don't know like having this like pink or black color yeah wasn't my thing yeah so but like this is very pretty Beautiful. and it's like natural material that I, I would feel happy to insert that in my vagina <laughs> and uh yeah i want to play around with that more yeah but then i don't have any other toys that i'm like really eager to try i like also group no no group sex what did you mean when you said mostly heterosexual I think women are beautiful. I mean, like I haven't, I would like to, I don't like make out with a woman. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't know whether I would like to have sex, but I, I, I would like to touch her and just like touch a body and kiss mm -hmm. a woman. In a fantasy yeah. world, what if she was just giving to you? What if it was just your job to receive from a woman? Do you think you'd be open to that? <sighs> I do, I think it would be exciting, but then again, I really, I really enjoy penetrative sex mm -hmm. and like having a penis inside me and like the connective feeling. And as I said, I don't really like being fingered and I don't mm -hmm. like oral sex so much. Okay. So I'm like, I don't know whether like woman on woman sex would be that interesting, just, just in that sense, whether mm -hmm. she could do things to me that feel good. Oh, what are your nipples yeah. like, by the way? We didn't talk about your nipples at all. I like having them sucked uh -huh. and like bitten a little bit, mm -hmm. but I don't feel like they're overly sensitive. I mean, like I, I like having my whole boob touch. I think mm -hmm. that feels even better than like things that are focused on the nipples. And is it more like a boob grab or like a boob squeeze from below or like a cup and twist? Like how do you like your boob to be touched? Any of the above. Great. <laughs> I <Okay>. think. <laughs> like a double yeah. smash together. <laughs> little drums okay maybe not drums maybe not drums <laughs> but like anything like holding massaging caressing yeah. yeah uh kissing yeah so what dreams do you have for your sex life going forward i am i'm very excited and curious to see where this leads now and like i mean like getting better at saying what i don't want even in the situation and getting better at like just telling ideas mm -hmm. of how he could touch me yeah. like yeah i want to i want to be able to like have an answer or at least like have an idea when he asks me okay if you don't want this like what do you want then what can i do now to make you feel good oh i just had an idea that i want to give you yeah. uh-huh what if you just give him body parts or you make him give you three options so you can pick one? Like those are things that feel, for me feel much easier oh. than like giving a specific answer. You know, uh -huh. I don't know. Yeah. I don't oh, know. that's good. Just that's nice. Idea. Oh, also speaking about body parts, what I, what I have discovered with him and that is that I really like having my armpit kissed and licked. Like he really enjoys it. So like he asked me at some point to do it and just like, or like also the, uh, like the part of the elbow here yeah i think we call it an elbow pit colloquially it's actually called the <laughs> anticubital fossa which is like something i know because okay. my mom's a nurse but like nobody knows what that is <laughs> but your elbow pit yeah okay. the elbow pit. yeah but also the armpit <laughs> i remember one one time we were like in a group of friends and i was like 
oh, like, it w wouldn't it be so weird if someone kissed your armpit? And I was just like looking at my boyfriend being like, I've had a lover that was super into that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know a couple people that are into armpits. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I would really like to kind of, how do I say this? So it happens to me regularly that like I'm very excited to have sex and like we get each other turned on it's all like very exciting and very sensual and then it comes to like the penetrative part of the sex itself or like even like him touching my clitoris mm -hmm. and then I'm just like it, it, it doesn't feel like the point of sex to me mm -hmm. it feels kind of boring when it's then just like the physical or like yeah just like the body things and just the I don't know nipple vulva penis yeah, yeah. getting attention so I would really I would really like to find ways to like incorporate this more like sensual side and exciting feelings and other parts of the body being touched I don't really know how to do it and I feel like also for me what I enjoy most about sex is or like with him especially is the connection mm. because I like him so much. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's like the biggest thing. If I want to have a nice orgasm, I will masturbate. That's like the best orgasm totally. I I can have. So that's like not the point of sex for me. Yeah. Yeah. And I would yeah, I I, I don't know. I would kind of like to figure out ways to have sex that are like more fitting to these wishes that I have. Have you ever? Okay, I'm just going to throw out another idea. Yeah. Have you ever asked him when it comes to the point where normally he would start penetrating you and then you would kind of go into that whole thing? Mm -hmm. What if he like just did a little bit and then stopped and changed it again? And so like every time you start to get to the point where you're like having regular sex and it just stops so it turns into this like extreme tease and then that, uh -huh. like you get attention other places, do you feel like that's something that your body might respond to? I think yes. I mean, I just, it takes patience. That's the thing. It's like all the things that I'm like are the most delicious and heightening take an immense amount of kind of like effort and patience. Yeah. But yeah. Or maybe just like, things. yeah. Or maybe like also, I mean, like depending on the position we're in, I mean, like still him being inside me, but maybe like not moving and like yes. touching other parts of my body. Oh, that's, that's really a good idea. I think that's really hot. That's a good idea. <laughs> there, I, I used to do, I made my first boyfriend ever. When I was in high school, I heard about this thing called soaking. And I think it was just a myth. I don't know. They said that it was a thing Mormons did called soaking, where because you're not supposed to have sex before marriage, the man can yeah. just insert his penis and not move until he either becomes uh -huh. flaccid or comes spontaneously. And I just always thought that was the hottest thing. And so my first boyfriend and I, I was like, will you try to soak with me? And I found it so arousing because I'm, I feel somewhat similar where like I can come great from masturbating during actual penetrative sex. It's hit and miss, like partnered sex. It's like sometimes yes, mm -hmm. sometimes no. I'm a person that like I can be mid orgasm. And then when I'm like telling my partner, it'll just go away. Like that's how strong uh, my crazy mm -hmm. mental brain is. Yeah. And so I feel like I like the body connection, the sex connection, but just having a penis inside me or fingers mm -hmm. and just like not moving that makes me mm -hmm. like so just like aroused uh yeah i think i would enjoy that as well sure. and also i think i haven't I, <laughs> I think we haven't talked about 
um, or like you had asked the question about me having orgas or like orgasms during penetrative sex mm. that I haven't answered yet. Well, what we what we usually it's like our end move, <laughs> kind of, because I mean like this is this one way that I can come. Yeah. It's like we will turn sideways and he will still be inside me and then yeah. I masturbate. Oh yeah. So yeah, that's is he behind that you? Very nice. Like, yeah, he's behind okay, me. Oh, mm -hmm. hot. That's hot. Yeah, oh. it is nice. And then I experienced, I don't know what is an orgasm. I'm like, maybe this is an orgasm and I'm just like not used to that kind of orgasm. Then that's why I not really notice it. I don't know. Um, again, like when I'm on top and then, yeah, it's like a different part. Yeah. Like maybe I'm squirting then as well because like sometimes it suddenly gets very wet. Yeah, yeah. But totally. Yeah. That's that's something that I'm that I'm still exploring. But when I'm masturbating by myself, like I don't do much foreplay, mm -hmm. and like I yeah. can also like sometimes it's even better with my clothes still on for some reason. Ooh, and then I really? and yeah, and I even feel like when I don't like do anything before, if I just like like straight put my thumb there and uh, press it in, and then I can come in like I don't know two minutes or something very quick. And this like the most intense and the most beautiful orgasms yeah i have i don't know i don't understand it so that's why i don't like, either again like partnered sex is very beautiful for many reasons but like the best orgasms i have like very fast by my own yeah yeah <laughs> i can relate to that yeah is there anything else that we haven't covered that you feel like needs to be said yeah, wait. I have I have a list. I Great. have a list of oh, things perfect. that I wanted oh, to say. Of course say. you do, because you love making lists. <laughs> oh, I'm on board. No, no, that's it. I have I've wrote down that uh, I I really love my partner's penis. <laughs> Just like tell us why. Feeling it. Tell us, nice. tell us I don't about know. this I penis. Think... Describe it. <laughs> I don't know whether it's different or like whether it's like because it's his penis or whether it's just like him having a penis. Yeah. But it's just so like I really enjoy like sitting behind him mm. and then touching his penis and like holding mm. it. It's just I don't know. Yeah. It just feels so good. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> okay. Lastly, if you could go back in time and give younger you a piece of sex advice, what age would you pick and what would you say? I don't think I would give myself any advice because I don't feel like I've made any mistakes. Like even, yeah, it was like all the things I had to make experiences. So I don't think I didn't know what I would tell myself. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, wait, I remembered something. Oh, I didn't write it on the list. Do I want to... We can always talk about it. That's okay if it's not on the list. It's welcome. Because I remember like how, how I learned more about sex because with my parents, I mean like there were like situations where like I had a question about words or some things that came up and then I had this book, but the book was more, more like how babies are made. And so like how I, <laughs> how I got most of my sexual education was in Germany. We have this magazine. It's called Bravo. Okay. And um, they used to have this page where there's always like a full page photo of a naked woman and of a naked man or like girl and boy. Mm -hmm. It was just like so interesting to like be able to see this like full on naked bodies yeah. 
I just like look at them. Yeah. And also there's like in the next pages, it's called Dr. Sommer, where like people can ask like sex questions. Oh yeah. And it's usually I mean like it's a teenager magazine, this usually sex questions. And one friend of mine, like I didn't buy or I didn't use to buy the magazines, but a friend of mine did. So like every time she would come over to my place, I asked her like bring the magazines and would spend like the first hour or two just like reading these pages. And like after a while she would get so annoyed and like tell me that like she came here and I'm just reading the magazines and all. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I'm just I'm such a sex nerd as well or more, maybe more like sexuality nerd because I wouldn't say that I mean like I haven't been in India and studied Tantra for two years and I don't have a big box of sex toys somewhere totally, totally. but just yeah I don't know just talking about sex and informing people and also and now with the whole abortion there is this organization it's called Pro Familia I think it's like P Planned Parenthood mm -hmm. as far as I understand Planned Parenthood and they helped me so much like because you have to in Germany to be able to get an abortion you have to have like a counseling conversation and yeah. like then there have to be like I think three days at least a uh, time in between and then you can get the abortion and they're like a bunch of like church organization giving yeah. you the ability yeah so I went there <laughs> and there were so kind and like you can always go there when you have like any questions and also like afterwards I had like after like a couple of weeks after the abortion I had this like dark time and then I was able to like speak a, to a psychologist mm. from them like without paying any money amazing and now I have a IUD again and they helped me pay for it That's because amazing. I'm a student I don't have much money yeah so and then they're, they're like doing all these things like sexual education. And it's so great that I'm, yeah, I have to, I really want to do something as well for sexual education. Yeah. Somehow I have to get myself into it. I feel that. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. Do you have a sex question for me? I wanted to ask you, like, how, how has talking to so many people about their sex life changed, like, your perspective on your sex life? Or, oh my gosh. Yeah. Especially in the last month. So I will say we're recording this at the end of May. It won't come out probably until July. Mm -hmm. This month in particular, I've been waking up every day and I'm just like, this is my life. And sometimes it's great and sometimes it's really weird. And it's been, I just started writing erotica this past week. And so I'm like yeah. writing these fantasies and telling people and sharing my own fantasies in a way that feels really personal. And it feels really great. And ex like there's a part that feels expansive and beautiful. And then there are parts where like a lot of fear comes up because I get a lot of messages from people who assume I'm a sex worker or just start talking to me like I'm a cam girl or like I'm there for their entertainment. And I'm, mm -hmm. I have really good boundaries and like clarity around the fact that that's just like a person doing their thing, not paying attention, whatever. But when I started tr getting on Tinder, like during quarantine and just like swiping through and like trying to have conversations with people, I think the most bizarre thing for me has been I'm a submissive, but because I talk to so many people about their lives, I just have a lot of anecdotal knowledge. Like I'm not, I'm not a therapist. I'm not 
a studier of sex, I actually don't go out and like look for porn actively or educate myself in a, like I love learning from other people's experiences. Mm-hmm. And there's some part of me that's like, you should, you should know more stuff in other ways. But it's weird because even when I'm talking to people, just looking for someone to have sex with, because I'm so touch starved, I'm finding that it's like, I talk too much or I'm too, uh, and I'm saying too with air quotes. I actually think I'm fine. I think what I'm doing is yeah. great. But what I'm realizing mm-hmm. is like I'm so in my own sexy bubble that when I try to talk to people who don't have the same practice talking about sex in the same context or who are kind of, you know, of the school of thought of like, well, I just talk with you and then I flirt. And then if we like each other, we don't really talk about it ahead of time, but we just at some point get naked and fuck each other. And that mm-hmm. that is no longer interesting to me at all. You know, people who begin conversations with, hey, how's it going? I no longer respond to because I'm like, well, that's so boring. Like there's going to, it's going to take so much effort on my part to like have the catch up. And so anyway, but so that, so that how that translates into my sex life is I'm just like, how will I find, you know, my, my brain tells me a lot of stories that are very fear-based about like the fact that I'll never have sex again. That feels satisfying or like, Mm -hmm. I'll just be like fetishized in this, strange way and like maybe the answer is having sex parties and that's all and on the other hand like taking it outside of myself again you know taking it away from my own sex life and all my own like anxieties and fears it's fucking beautiful because people write me the most beautiful messages about the sexual breakthroughs they've had People write to me about how listening to this podcast has affected their lives for the better. And like, that was my hope. Like my hope is that that would happen, Mm -hmm. but you never really know. And also I feel like my crazy ideas don't work half the time. So it's like, you just never know. And so I'm also experiencing such deep connection with strangers, you know, like I, like we haven't had a conversation before today, but I feel like, I feel like we could have a barbecue, you know, like I feel like we could spend an evening together and just have such a lovely time. And so I'm feeling very hopeful because I'm like, okay, we're out there. We're spread around the world. But I actually think that we, those of us listening, anyone who's listening to this right now, I actually think we are part of like a wave toward a sexual future that is not violent, that is pleasure oriented, that is about like wanting to create something like, beautiful and sexy and to experience people together so that's Mm -hmm. what gives me hope at the end of the day because sometimes I'm like oh my god this is so much work what am I doing like I should just go get a job job and stop like scrambling and sleep more (laughs) you know but then I get messages from people that are like I came out to my wife about being bisexual and I and then I cry and I just I cry all the time like I read messages and cry and that's why I don't respond (laughs) I want to give like one porn recommendation at the end yes, now that you, you said the word porn. I was like, oh yeah. Oh, I need to watch it. I mean, like most people probably already know this, hopefully, but Erica Lust. Yes. Um. Yeah. 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 She's great. She's great. I mean, like, and luckily for me, that was like the first porn I really watched. Like, really? I didn't see like. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And then I watched like regular porn afterwards. It was like, what? What? Like one thing feels abusive and the other one is like yeah. very art like it's it's art and it's beautiful and yeah. it feels very nice and I feel like everyone there is enjoying themselves as well and so yeah oh it's very nice awesome. and also like now I'm like on the mailing list of their diff- of uh, her different websites and like you always get like offers for like three weeks of trying it out <laughs> so That's so awesome yeah, fuck I yeah I recommend that 
<laughs> oh my god. Lola, thank you for being on the show. Thank you.